I've called entitled Love One Another. And I think it is in, in going with what we want to do as a church also. And it's about that we love one another. Um, actually, my week was quite, uh, how can I say, personally my week was okay and was good, but on a um, level of where I am from, <laughs> um, my country, my wonderful country, South Africa, um, that um, on all sorts of different levels things are going um, interesting and wrong and if you don't follow the news just read what's happening but this is not old this is uh, or this is old actually it's just that certain events get highlighted more than other events and i think we can say the same for some of the other countries where some of the people are from like liberia and wherever is these events are happening constantly and it's not good things because these things that are happening is definitely not people loving each other. <laughs> it's actually the opposite of that. It's people hating each other because of where they are from, um, what color they have, all of these things. And this is in Norway, maybe for, for Norwegians, it's not such a big reality because we live, even for us that live here now, uh, it affects us, but we are not part of that anymore. But Last week it really affected me. I really got upset about it because it is not how I, as a South African, want to be known for. <laughs> as a guy of, from a country where things are so corrupt and things are so terrible. And it made me think about this title actually that I want to talk about, which is Love One Another. Because if, if we had more of this love, none of these things will happen if you if we can just tolerate and and love our brothers and our sisters then the world will be such a yeah different place and i think that is exactly the main message that that jesus came to give us is that to love one another you know it is uh, crucial actually and so that was the one thing that made me so think because I could have gone in a different... I was angry, you can ask Lemuel. <laughs> he saw some post I put on Facebook and, and it was... Um, I was not happy because it is things that affects you as a person. Not personally for me, but where I'm from and the people that I identify with. And you realize that... Um, yeah. So that was the one thing. And the other thing I was thinking about one day is in church. Um, awesome, wonderful, great church from, from South Africa and Pretoria and we say that we love people and we want to minister to people and all of that. But yet when ministry time came, I remember so clearly I was on this ministry team so, and people were praying for people and people come to the front, oh pray for me for all sorts of um, um, valid problems, nonsense problems. <laughs> problems that we think are problems which are not problems because it is so focused on ourselves and yet there was this little boy I think he was about I can't say probably like um, eight years old or something standing there and everybody was just ignoring this little boy because he, if you are from Africa the ones that are from Africa we will understand 
if, if you say, if I say that this boy was off the street, so the way he was dressed, the way he was looking and the way he was smelling, okay? And this is the reality of Africa and some other places. And everybody was just walking around this little boy. And I went over to him and I just took him and I hacked him. And to me that was amazing because God touched that little boy that day. He just started crying, weeping, you know, because somebody paid attention to him. And I want to cry when I talk about this almost, um, before I get into this, because it is so, we that have children, we understand the love that our children require from us, right? And sometimes, you see, God is like that. We, we look probably like that little boy sometimes to God with all the nonsense and the things that we do and we talk and the way that we feel in ourselves. Um, our spiritual smell, our spiritual look could be like that of somebody that comes from the street, right? <laughs> and yet, Jesus was like, no man. And he just takes us and he holds us and he hacks us and, and he says, I don't care what you look like, I don't care what you smell like, I, I came for you. I came for you. So that is why I, I, I don't know what's going to happen today. It's one of those meetings I can feel something happening on the inside again. <laughs> and um, we are familiar with these things, so, of the Holy Spirit working in us. And we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work always in us, even if we have words, even if we have the songs. And Lumil is also so familiar with that sometimes the worship can just take off in a different direction than we planned, you know, or the preaching. Is you, you, you have something prepared and it just goes in a different direction. We always have to be open to the Holy Spirit like, like Jesus is open to receive us, to show His love to us. Um, but I want to read the scripture anyways. It's from John 13, verse 34 to 35, and I'll get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it will look like I've been tattooed. It says, that, this is from the English Standard Version for those that have other Bibles. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also ought to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus didn't, and this, this is what Jesus said on the day, on the evening, before he was going to be crucified. This is the, the meal in the room upstairs when Jesus broke the bread and they drank the wine and he washed their feet and all of that. Then he said these words, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. But here's the thing, it says this in the second verse. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus didn't say, because you are following me and people see that you are walking behind me and we come into the same upper room, then they will know that you are with me. He didn't say, because you go to church and attend church faithfully, that people will know that you are mine. It's the love that we have for each other on that personal 
level, allowing not my own feelings, my own grudges, my own things to come in the way, but to, to say, I love Mark, and him to say, I love you. And even if we at some times might be like ironing, sharpening ironing, iron, you know, I have been ironing also today, that's why it slipped out, <laughs> I guess. But like that, sometimes we just sharpen each other, but still we can love each other. We can unconditionally love each other because Jesus said it's a commandment actually. It's not even a suggestion that if you are a Christian, you say, I believe in Jesus, right? Now I'm going to church and I do all of these things. And then your brother, your sister comes along that um, in the bigger churches, maybe where we come from, somebody takes your parking spot if you drove a car and you're like, I'm angry at this guy. And then you go into church and there we go. We praise Jesus and we sing and everything is great. And afterwards you drink the coffee and tea and you smile at everybody. And somebody says something and you go like, you smile, but inside you're like, I want to help this guy along in life, you know? Admit it, all of us have these feelings. But what Jesus said is, I give you a commandment. It's not even, like I say, it's not a suggestion that I have to love Mark or Lemuel. I have to love him. And if I don't love him, then I don't follow the commandment that God has given me. It's simple, it's easy, it's not a law. It is not... Um, rituals that you are doing it's not things it's not a program one to ten points it is I have to love my brother I have to love my sister if I want everybody outside of this building the people that we meet on street the people that we know and we know they are not Christians why will they say what will they say about me what makes me different about the rest of the people? Because I invite you to my cool church with the cool logo. And we have cool banners and we have cool music and the lights is awesome. Or the preaching is great and it's hip and, 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 and so on. And the get-togethers in the week is great. Come to my cell meeting. Come, come. And yeah, we have cookies and we have coffee and tea and we fellowship. Is that how people will know that we are Christians? You know, the events in my country that has happened has made me focus on this a bit because I realize we say in South Africa we are a Christian nation and, this, and the percentages are quite high for being Christian. But yet, we do not see that. It's not playing out in the country. And I guess it's the same for Liberia and some other countries. Is oh, we are Christians. But behind you, you have a knife to, to kill your brother that doesn't think like you. So this is a challenge towards myself, but a challenge towards us because we have to become not imitating just God or Jesus, not just doing the things or following in his footsteps, but we have to understand the love that they had towards us, that we can love people unconditionally. I think it's Lemuel that asked me about grace the one day also, if I can use that. He's, and he said this, where is the cutoff point for grace? 
when will I, me, decide, okay, I had enough grace for that guy. Now, I'm going to kick him out because Jesus said this, because the disciples asked him the same question. How many times do we need to forgive? And he said, then they asked him, seven times? He said, no, 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 70 times seven. You know, somebody has to go really out of your way if you make a calculation there to offend you many times. But every time Jesus says, forgive that guy, have grace for that guy, have mercy for that person. You might not like what they are doing, but the commandment is love your brother, love your sister, and forgive them. The next uh, verse I want to read is from 1 John 2, 7. So this is interesting because the first verse is from John when Jesus says this, love, I give you a commandment, love one another. And then I think John goes later and he writes 1 John with explanation. If you read the whole chapter, 1 John, so that's what I want to say. Get the Bible, get home, read the whole chapter of 1 John. Because the whole chapter is an explanation of what Jesus was saying in John. About how to love each other, how to love it out. Not just how to, um, it's not words. It's not just words. I love you, I love you, like I say. And then an insight you are carrying these um, feelings of, of, of um, wanting to do something to people. And we have those feelings. I must admit, last week I had those feelings. And then you think, this is just, I, I can't have this. It's destroying me. So 1 John 2, 7 says this. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment. So John understood something about when Jesus said, I give you a commandment. But an old commandment that you had from the beginning the old commandment is the word that you have heard. So this is interesting. So John says, an old commandment from the beginning. With other words, love, love, to love people. is not a new thing all of a sudden when Jesus came. And the Old Testament, we a lot of the time look at that and we say, okay, this was law. Um, people killing each other, all sorts of things. This is law, law, law. There was no love. It's interesting because in Leviticus, which is what in Norwegian? Leviticus. Yeah, Tredem was a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those that are Norwegian that want to know where it is, it's in that. And this is what Leviticus 19.18 says. And this is Old Testament. This is the book from the law, by the way. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people now when I look at the people sitting here then I can say these are the sons and daughters of my own people because we say we all believe in the same Jesus the same Christ we have the same father El Shaddai Elohim all the names that you want to think of but that one right But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then God says, I am the Lord. Understand who I am. Because if you don't love each other, you're going to meet me. And you're not going to meet necessarily the loving, <laughs> loving part of me. 
because you have not kept my commandment. And this is from the Old Testament, the law, the book of the law even. It says, love your neighbor. So this is what John says, and John starts off and he says, this is not a new commandment. This commandment has always been there. Is you guys just interpreted it wrong. You just understood it wrong. You didn't want to live with it. Because when Jesus came, what happened is the guy said, one guy says, um, if I slap you on the cheek, you know, then you're going to take revenge. And Jesus said, no, you turn the other cheek. Because how did the Jews live by then? If, I, you, if you take my eye, I'll take your eye out, buddy. You know, they forgot about the law of Leviticus that God told, talked about. To love one another, love your neighbor, have mercy. And you can read that whole piece in Leviticus, the, the, the verses before and the verses after. That's also really, really good because it, it talks about helping each other, giving food. All of these things is good things to do. But also know who is the Lord. <laughs> because we have to understand that, that, that God is God. I'm just a man. And I have experienced his love. But God is still God. And, and God has the ultimate say and the final say. And then John, 1 John goes on. In John um, 2, 8 to 11, it says this. Then we can go to the next one. Yes. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you. So it's an old commandment, but a new commandment, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light already is shining. It's already shining. Jesus brought the light into the world. Jesus is the light. We, because we believe in Christ, because we say we have Christ in us, because we are partaking in Him, we become also the light to the world. Well, we are supposed to be the light to the world. And the light only comes in one way, and that is through the love. It's not by the laws. It's not by the program of 1 to 10. It's by love that we can have this light. Why? Because, I will get to that later, but, but only through love can you be saved. Only through love can you know Christ. Only through love can you know the Father. Only through love can I truly love you or forgive you for the things that you are doing to me. Or you can forgive me for the things I'm doing to you because you have love in you. <laughs> Only if you have the light in you. And it, it is interesting because it goes on to say this, whoever says that he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. So I can say, yes, I know Jesus. I go to church, I sing the songs, I know all the songs. I do all the great stuff, I listen to all the teachings, I go to all the conferences that I possibly can go to. I, I get poor by going to all the conferences, <laughs> because the people do that. We might laugh now, or think it, but it's true, I've met so many people. It's conference, 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 and I think, my goodness, don't you have time for your family anymore? Because it's just conference after conference after conference. And the problem is that 
they get all of this different teachings from different places in, but they walk in the darkness though. Because we do not have love in each other. It becomes a program, it becomes knowledge, it becomes the um, climate and frame it. If I can take a, a phrase from what people say about the, the faith movement, for example, the climate frame or the prosperity gospel, it becomes about me and, and my car and my house and all the things I can have. But it's not about love anymore. You know, God is okay with you if you have the house and the car. I just want to say that also. <laughs> but, but if your goal in God is the car and the house and climbing and framing and all of these things and the conferences and all the knowledge that you can think of, you don't have love in you and then you walk in the darkness. This is what the scripture is saying. And it's hard because sometimes I find myself, I think, very close or sometimes I do find myself in a place of darkness and I can ask God why is it going so with me why is this happening to me what have I done and then all the only thing God have to say to me is check your heart for the love that you have for others do you love your brother do you love your sister really even if they annoy the nonsense out of you <laughs> sometimes you know do you really love that person and if you don't love that person truly, then you have to understand, I have to get a bit more of God. I have to ask God to forgive me. I must not go and sleep when the sun is up. So in the summertime, we have plenty of time in Norway to repent. In the wintertime, you have to repent quite quickly because the sun is very short out. And if you live in the north of Norway, you are in trouble. <laughs> Because then you really, really have to walk in plenty of love in the winter. The summer, you might get away with it because the sun only dips on the horizon. But that was just on the light side. But the thing is, let us not walk in darkness. Let us walk in love. Because the light is so much better than the darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him. There is no cause for stumbling. No cause. We don't even have to stumble. We don't have to, to worry what you're going to say. Because if I really love you, the words that I will speak to you, the things that I will do towards you, will only be for good intent. Well, I will not mean to harm you or think how I can uh, manipulate this guy to get this and this out of him if I just speak the right language, if I do the right thing, you know, and then you get what you want. No, you will not have any cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness is blinding his eyes. We always hear the nice side of the gospel about the love and all of these great things. But on the other side, there's another side to the gospel, which is, is God has grace, God has mercy, God is love. And those things are put in front of us also as people. Yes, I will stumble, I will sin still, I will this and will this. Because I've not met any human yet that even if when he's saved is not sinning none again. Uh, there was one guy 
but he brought salvation to us. His name was Jesus. <laughs> you know, because he was tested in everything. He was tested. We don't believe that sometimes, but he was tested in everything. But yet he did not stumble over it. He was tested with it. Satan tried. So he can identify with the nonsense that I'm, I've done, the nonsense that I might still do, and the nonsense that I'm doing. Because he has been tempted with that. He understands it. That is why you can also have this enormous mercy and grace and things towards us. To forgive us. But yet, like we also know, is when you get the light in you and you start loving, you will want to know the Father better. You will know Jesus better. You will want to change the things that you are doing. And the more you allow the love of God to be in you, to, 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 to how can I say, to feed you, almost like a plant sitting in the sun, and you, you soak in the sun that your leaves can be green and your, your flowers can bloom, not just from the water that you take, but also soaking in the sun. That is how plants grow. If we allow God to radiate us out with his love, but at the same time take the nourishment from the, the water, like the word, the words that he has given us from the um, we are so privileged that we have a bible because i think that the first believers can you imagine the only time they could maybe see uh, old testament is if they were rich or if they went to the temple and somebody read to them or if they were lucky enough to be the boys that are selected um, to, to study the, the bible otherwise these guys didn't have the Bible, they didn't have any words. They had just to listen to what a rabbi was teaching and hoping that he's reading the true story there and not for his own gain or for his own pocket. And then Jesus came and we got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit filled us. And we got this love and we got the understanding of this love and we could walk in the truth because the word says that the Holy Spirit will teach us everything. He will teach us all the truths. And today, it is so great because today we have the Bible, even to guide us and to help us. But yet, some of us, and me sometimes including, we choose not to read it. We choose, we, the thing is laying there like an ornament, <laughs> you know, gathering dust. Or if it's on your iPad or your Android phone or, or whatever, now and again you open it and you read for it and okay, whatever and, and you trust to come to church to get a good message because that will keep you going through the week. <laughs> hey, I am running out of time. Hmm. But I will steal time. I always steal time. I'm a good thief in that. So then if I go back to John 15, Back to John. Uh, sometimes you have to take a bit to, to gain a bit. Eh? No, just kidding. <laughs> See, I'm just testing if you're listening to me. This is what John 15 verse 12 to 14 says. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. This is right before Jesus was going to be crucified. And he said, I am going to lay my, down, my, my life down. 
I'm almost going to preach in Afrikaans. Then we'll test the Holy Spirit in the room. Interpretation of tongues. <laughs> so, but Jesus said, I'm going to die for all of you guys standing here. And Peter did not want that to happen. But this is what Jesus is saying. I'm going to die for you. And if you have this love that I'm talking about in you, I will take the bullet, if I can put it that way, for Lemuel. I will take the bullet for Mark because of this love that I have. So that's another way to think about it. If your life is on the line and your brother is with you, will you be willing to take that bullet or will you use him as a shield or will you run away? Because this is what Jesus is saying. This is just the gospel. This is just the reality of the gospel. Sorry. But I have to live like that also. I can't just choose the parts that I want. And this is so amazing because greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. And then Jesus says, you are my friends. And they didn't get what's going to happen yet. They got it when he was crucified and, and the Romans come, came to, to take him. Because then he died for them. I have to hurry a bit. Because I want to get to something also. And this, in John 15, 9-10, it says this. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So, the reason why Jesus loved us was why? Because the way the Father has loved him. And because the way the Father has loved him, he says that we need to abide in that love. And because of that, this is why Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. And he can give that love because of the love that he again received from the Father to give it out to us. Now we have this love from God in us. Now we love each other in that same way. Why? To have a great meeting on a Sunday? To have a great prayer or study group? No. But when we go out of this building, Monday to Friday, then we will have to show that love to the world, to the people. Then they will say, I know this guy. I've seen this guy. I've seen this woman. But why is it? Why is it that they are different now? What makes them different than me that hates everybody, that hates the world, that believes in an eye for an eye? Because that is where we need to be. That is where we need to make a difference. Yes, God will make a difference in your life. But will they know that you are a Christian? Will they know that you know the living God in the place that we work at? <laughs> this is a challenge. Because some of us believe we will lose our jobs if we do that. But you don't have to lose your job to show love and compassion towards others. Uh, I'm going to quickly also read John 3.16 and says this. 
For God, which is the Father, so loved the world, which is us, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes him should not perish, but have eternal life. So first of all, it was the Father that loved us so much. And Jesus said, I will be obedient because you have loved me. I will go to save these people that you love. And I will show them the love that you have given me so that they can love in the same way that, that we understand love. This is truly, it's, it's amazing because it is love one another. The gospel is about loving one another. Not about, like I said, what church you attend, what clothing you are wearing, what house you have, what car you drive. No, it, that is not how people will see. Oh, because the reality is that, that we say these things. Oh, look at my nice house. God has in, truly indeed blessed me. Tomorrow you lose that house. Oops, God's blessing gone. So you can't use the things of the world to show people that God exists. You have to use yourself as that example. Uh, I will just end with this. And this is um, from Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, where Paul says this. Love is patient and kind. Be patient with me, brother, for the extra five minutes. And kind. <laughs> Love does not envy or boast. Oh, I am prophet so-and-so. I am bishop so-and-so. Or I am doctor this, I am this and that. Boasting. This is what the word says. Love does not do that. It doesn't do that. It is not arrogant, because boasting and arrogance goes quite well together. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm better than you. We have a joke in South Africa. Yes. It's what? What, what, what is that? If we are Afrikaans and we are wrong, we will admit it. But we never admit it because we are never wrong. You know? So, so you see, that is arrogance. A, a very good arrogance there. <coughs> but it's true. So... Just, just, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Um, it does not resist on its own way. Um, it is not irritable or resentful. So if you do something to me and I resent it, I get resentful. It's like, oh, I want to do something. Do I have love in me? It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. So how many times have I seen that, especially on Facebook? Yeah, somebody stumbles, somebody does something, somebody, yeah, then it's like, mm -hmm, we, will, we will see, we will just wait. It's like, yeah, I told him this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just reaping what he was sowing. This is what we do. <sighs> but rejoices with the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And then it is back to the question that, that Limel had for me. Where does grace end? 
I cannot decide where a person's grace ends because that is God's place to do that, not my place. But until then, I need to love. We need to love as a, as a body of Christ. We need to love everybody that we encounter. Show them that God is real. Show them that God exists. It's not, you can have the, the, the church with the cool logo, fine. But that is not what is going to save people. That is, people will say, okay, you go to a cool church maybe. But they will not find God there. And uh, there's one thing that, with that is in, that is in Matthew 7. It, um, in, I'm just quickly going to read this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will or the commandment of my Father who is in heaven. And that is to love one another. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. And I do mighty works in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. This is for me the way that God looks at it. And with this, it is why we need to love one another. Because if we love one another, if you truly receive the love of God in you, you're going to walk in the light, not in darkness. You will love everybody. You will do what Corinthians 1 is saying, to tolerate all of these things from other people. Even if we don't like it, we have to. Because we have the light in us. We walk in the love of God. It's not about the prophecies. It's not about the anointings. It's not about the words great preachers preach even sometimes. But it's the love we have towards each other. And with that I am going to finish. And I'm not sure because... Um, So I want to challenge everybody today, everybody, including myself, because we all go through things. Go think and meditate this week on the love of God and what it means for you and how you want to change when you get this love of God in you. And what do you want to show the people of the world out there? To me that is a true challenge because I know how easy it is not to walk in this light but to walk in darkness. And when we are brothers, when we are sisters, let us talk to each other. Let us trust each other. <laughs> let us um, understand each other for the things, for the weaknesses that each of us has. Let us not be selfish in what we want from other people. Because sometimes we want more from people at a certain time in their life than they can give. But we have to love and understand. So that is what I want to end because um, I'm not going to prophesy today. <laughs> because I think 
in us, in everybody. It's a prophecy that is just waiting to come to the front. But here's what I want to say about prophecy, is that God will give you a prophecy because He loves you. Not always because at that point you say, I want a word, but because it will be a word that you need. And that word might change your life. But I can guarantee you that word most likely is not going to change your life if you are not walking in love to each other. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to know from Genesis to Revelation all the words that are written there. And it's very simple because God will say to you, I, I can give this to you. I can do this for you. But God always wants the glory. Always. God is not going to do anything for us. <laughs> I'm speaking to myself in this one. If we do not love one another and leave our nonsense behind in this context, then you can hunt for the words, you can hunt for the good things. You can go to the conferences if you want to and get broke. <laughs> But, not that all conferences are bad, please, but if that is the only thing that you do, check yourself. Because something is, you need, you need love, and you're not getting it with the things that you are doing. Only God can give us that love. <laughs>